Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello again, everybody, and we are back with more from Genesis. We're going to try to finish up Genesis 15. And guys, this is the, the first part of Genesis 15 is, is epic. Hmm. This last part of Genesis 15 is, gosh, it's foundational mm-hmm. to our belief in in what we believe about Israel right now. I mean, if you believe that um, right now there's rockets coming out of, of Gaza by Hamas and there's pushback from Israel and they're just really bombing the, the dickens out of, of uh, yeah. the underground tunnels and everything, every mm-hmm. place where Hamas terrorists is, is hiding. And, and what you believe about that will really kind of go back to this passage. Of the the side that you take, because if you side with the Palestinians, you say you say, well, there's there's no promise of God <clears throat> to to Israel for this land. Mm-hmm. If you believe the last part of fifteen, uh, you're going to say, nope, uh, God promised and He wrote it in His own handwriting. So mm-hmm. this is the passage right here that we get that. So we're going to take a look at this covenant relationship with God and His people. Okay, it's historically massively significant. It sure is, isn't it? Okay, so here we go. Uh, this is Genesis fifteen seven, And he said to him, I'm the Lord who brought you out of the Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land. So there's a key to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, bring me a heifer, a three year, three years old and a female goat, three years old and a ram, three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he brought him these things cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down to the carcasses, Abram drove them away. <laughs> Just think about this. You got This is a, a lot of slaughtering going on. I mean, we, I yeah. said, I read this real quickly, but this, this took a yeah. big chunk of a day. For a half for three years old is not a small little <laughs> That is true. Calf, yeah. That's right. And so this is a, these are mature um, uh, adult animals and that would have been a big job mm-hmm. yeah and so the the birds were coming and you can just see abram running them off it's like stop this is this is my covenant with god you know I, get out of here um and so verse 12 says this as the sun was going down a deep sleep fell on abram and behold dreadful and great darkness fell upon him then the lord said to abram know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and they will be servants there and they will be afflicted for 400 years but i will bring judgment on the nation that they serve and afterward they shall come out with great possessions now this is prophecy of this is 500 years before moses Mm -hmm. and so this is a 500 year prophecy if you will before it actually happened. As for you, you shall go to your father in peace and shall be buried in a good old age. And then they shall come back here in the fourth generation. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, to your offspring, I give this land. This is key. Guys, we got to listen to this. To your offspring, I give this land. From the river of Egypt to the great river, 
see, through the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of Canaanites, the Kesanites, the Kesmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the and the Raphaim, the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Gadusites, and the Jebusites. And so, what he's basically saying, basically from the Red Sea to the to the Great River Euphrates, that's of course the Mediterranean is in there. This is going to be your land. That's it's massive, and even the sliver of land that they have now, it's that's only a, a fraction of of the land that actually was promised to Abraham. Yeah. And, uh, and then now, now they basically just, uh, they have the Golan Heights, they have the West bank, they have Jerusalem, you know, that, that whole area Gaza is not, is not what considered, uh, Israel, the Palestinians basically, um, possess Gaza. And so there's a, they in the Jordan, they don't have that in Syria. They don't have that, but in the original decree, that all all that land was in the this covenant. Yeah. Now that's massive. Now now what the part that about this the can that makes it interesting to me is, you know I know when we were in seminary they said that this Abrahamic covenant was an unconditional covenant mm-hmm. because God signed it. Abram was asleep, hmm. right? And when that that fire passed through those one half of the heifer here, one half of the heifer here, one half of the goat here, one half of the goat here, you know, and, and those pigeons. And he, he passed through that sacrifice. He said, I make a covenant with you today mm. with this land. Now, that was basically God signing that covenant, the way I understand it, in blood, if you will. The blood of these animals are, were witnesses, if you will, to that covenant. And, and to believe that this is an unconditional covenant. In other words, man couldn't screw something up to say, okay, now this covenant is off. That's my understanding of this, the significance of this passage. Yeah, to my understanding that it, this was not unique. Um, these blood right. covenants were right. actually a cultural thing. Right. But the significant difference is that usually the two parties, you know, the two men that made the, the covenant between them, both of them would walk would between. Would walk through between. Where here, yeah. Abraham is put to sleep, and right. it's only God. So it's mm. a unilateral that's only contingent that, upon God's promise. That's perfect. And that and that's why we think this is a an unconditional covenant, because God signed it. And, yeah. you know, he, he said, I'm going to sign this. You are my people. You This is your land. And and we go back that to that even today. If we see the war going on, and some people... You know, siding with or sympathetic to the Palestinians and, and saying, hey, it's their land. They need to have a two-state solution. It's like, uh, doesn't seem like, it seems like God gave them this land a long time ago. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, interesting that the other great covenant that's made was a unilateral covenant. I mean, when it's Christ's death on the cross and it's not contingent upon me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, he paid it all. That's, that's even more and, important. Yeah. The picture of that is that, so even if I am faithless, he is faithful, yeah. right? Another blood covenant. Yeah. That he made. Yeah. That's perfect. That's mm. awesome. Well, this is a significant passage. Um, and I, I want to add to a little bit what I said too. It's not, it's not, that's not the only reason. I mean, that's the foundational reason I believe that land belongs to Israel, but there's a lot of other reasons. And, you know, in 1948, the UN signed off and said, this is your land. The British actually got it from the Ottomans after World War II, and the British said, "Hey, we'll give. They need a place to go. We'll give them this land. These all these guys do is fight. They can have. Here's their land." And so, and then Israel actually fought over that land in 1948, 1967, and so there was some other, lots of other reasons, you know, human reasons. But this is the, I think, the the God reason. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a foundational reason mm-hmm. behind it. And uh, but I think you're right, Ken. That the the unconditional covenant is. And as we watch, as we watch God's faithfulness to Israel today, this is just me. Okay, as I see God's faithfulness to Israel today, I think, how could you not believe that? Christ, his son, that died on a cross for us, it was his blood, not the blood of uh, heifers and goats and and pigeons. It was his blood. And it's like, if you've made your faith commitment to Christ, I mean, that covenant between you and God is is sealed. And and no matter what, no matter what we think or do, I think it's like Mm -hmm. you, that's why we are so big on this great salvation. Yeah. You know, make sure you understand yeah. what it means to have this life in Christ, that you repent of your sin to receive Christ as your Savior and and rest in that. So even the, even when we are faithless, as Abraham, he drifted, he oh, messed yeah. up, and he, we're going to see a lot more mistakes yet. <laughs> God was faithful. It's a powerful picture. Yeah. Well, Genesis chapter 15, is, if, if there's ever a, a passage that needs to be highlighted, I feel guilty. I don't have one highlight in this Bible, but that's a... This is a foundational passage, Genesis 15. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. I hope that uh, this may be a little bit enlightening to you and even even applicational as you watch watch your television, you turn on the, your laptops, whatever you're doing to watch news. It's a, it's a crazy world going on right now, and uh, this is a, a foundational passage. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.